What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We got another game preview on our hands. It's our Week 12 matchup against the L.A. Rams. It's going to be a good one today, Chiefs Kingdom. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. You're with your host, producer, Eric Thepartis. You guys already know who I am, so I'm not going to go ahead and say the credentials. But we're recording this episode today on uh, Friday, November 25th. And like I said, we got another game preview on our hands, and it's our Week 12 matchup against the L.A. Rams. It's games at 325 this Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. Let's get it, Chiefs Kingdom. All right, so we're going to try to make this a quick episode because I got the Kansas game in 30 minutes or I should say 15 minutes. I don't know why I said 30. Um, And then I got the lightning game on at 7. So we're going to try to make this a quick one, but a good episode today, Chiefs Kingdom. So let's go ahead and get it. All right, so I'm going to run through the injuries right now. Obviously, we know on our team, Hardman's out uh, still on IR. CEH just got placed on IR. Joe Tooney's questionable. Not sure what his status is for the game. He hasn't practiced. Uh, Juan Thornhill still questionable as well. Um, and T- Kadarius Tony has already been ruled out, and obviously we know Juju's going to return. And um, trying to think who else. Now the Rams on the Rams side, I think that's pretty much it for us. But on the Rams side, they got a whole bunch of people that are questionable. But the guys that are for sure out is Matt Stafford. He had a concussion. Cooper Cup's still on IR. Uh, they got a couple linebackers that are out. Um, Fuller's out, and an offensive lineman is out. So it, it's the Rams are kind of battered right now, so I, I think we may be able to take advantage of kind of a weak, weaker team. Uh, some of those guys that are questionable will probably play, like, you know, Van Jefferson, I believe, was questionable, or Allen Robinson, I should say. Tyler Higby was questionable. I think most of those guys will play because, you know, it's it's against us. You know, they kind of need as many guys out there as possible. It's the same with us if we were playing any top team out there. Um but, you know, that's kind of pretty much what the injuries are going on and see how uh, those will play out this Sunday. Now, I'm going to start with kind of the defensive expectations and, you know, what I believe, how I believe Spags and the defense should handle this game. Now, we're playing against Bryce Perkins. He's a dual-threat QB. I want to say Virginia Tech. Um, I could be wrong or maybe Virginia. No, I don't think it was Virginia. Maybe it was Virginia Tech. I don't know. It was one of the Virginia schools. Uh, but he's a dual threat QB. He could pass. He could run. It uh, doesn't mean anything. He doesn't have any meaningful snaps in the league like that. Um, so Spags, you already know what he's going to do when you're going up against guys that haven't played in the league. Pretty much rookie quarterbacks. You know he's going to throw a lot of disguises out there. He's going to throw a lot of blitzes. And you know I I can also see us just rushing, getting just rushing our front. I mean, this offensive line is weak. It's not the same offensive lines from the Super Bowl. Pretty much since uh, Andrew Whitworth retired, they have been just not the same at all. So, um, And I apologize, Chiefs Kingdom, if you guys can hear some noise in the background. I am doing laundry, and that is where my studio is. My studio is down in the basement, and our, that's where our um, washer and dryer are. So, anyways, um, I think we need to take advantage of their weak offensive line. So, get home with four if you can. You know, I know Spags is a little impatient. So, if he sees our defensive line not really getting there, 
You know, he's going to start trying to move guys around if possible, or he's just going to start sending people. Um, we really didn't send so many people. We weren't we weren't trying to risk so much coverage against Justin Herbert just because it's Justin Herbert, and they always seem to play us tough when we play them. So I think that's why he wasn't sending a whole bunch of guys at once. And we were really getting home with four, too. I mean, Dana had a couple sacks. Chris Jones had his, and obviously Willie had that one on the delayed blitz. But for this game, I, I don't think we need a blitz as much, you know, unless we're just not getting home with four. Like I said, it, the teams that we're supposed to really be dominant against, we we tend to kind of play down to their level at times. And then the teams that were really, you know, that were really supposed to, you know, play tough to, like the ones that are really good teams, we really put it down on them. So, um, I think that we should not play any zone. I mean, I really am not a big fan of zone, anyways. I, I we don't need another soft, too high shell. You know, if you're going to play too high, you can play too high with man. That's kind of what I really want throughout this game. I mean, if you're going to disguise anything, maybe, you know, kind of show, you know, six and maybe just drop down to, you know, maybe three or two. But if, if you're going to do two, I, you better have man on your corners. I don't need none of this soft shit. You know, you, you shouldn't be playing in space anyways because he's probably going to take off running. So which means you're probably going to have to have a spy. You know, which will most likely be Willie Gay. He may have Nick Bolton in some spots, uh, especially if they're in the dime. Um, but as as far as that goes, we got to stop their non-existent run game. They just cut their leading rusher. rusher. I want to say it was Daryl Henderson. I mean, he was okay, but the, you know, he really wasn't anything. I, I think the loss of Cam Akers really sucked. I don't think they really expected that. You know, I could see a situation where maybe we trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire to L.A. You know, they'd really need a running back. You know, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not going to be on this team moving forward. So I can see a situation like that. Um, but just throw a lot of disguises out there. I, I I know Spags will do that. You know, he's he's going to probably run a lot of the three safety sets in the dime. Um, which means Bush is probably going to play a lot more if, if, if Juan Thornhill isn't playing. And... To be fair, I, I know a lot of people probably saw this on the All-22. Secondary was kind of playing better without Juan Thornhill out there. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's the reason why the secondaries, like, you know, will, you know, have bad moments. But it's been kind of the same thing that I've been saying over and over again. And a lot of other people have been saying over and over again. Juan Thornhill just, he's late to his zones. He sometimes can't get there, and sometimes there are miscommunications a lot with him. And, you know, I I think that, you know, when you put Brian Cook out there, he showed something that he should be playing a lot more. And I think if you keep him in Justin Reed deep, maybe have Deion Bush come and play down more into the box, you know, I think you can probably do some damage a lot more with that. I mean, I'm not saying don't play Juan Thornhill. I just think maybe Juan Thornhill should be the guy closer up to the box, playing closer to the line of scrimmage. You know, I, I think, you know, that's why he, to, to be fair, he kind of looks a little heavier. And I thought maybe that's why they were going to, you know, what they were going to plan on doing is probably pushing him more close to the line of scrimmage. But you've been seeing Justin Reed and uh, Brian Cook play a lot more close to the line of scrimmage. So who knows? It's going to be... Uh, you know, it's going to be a disguise. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know Spags. That's just who he is. Um, 
But, again, we need to take advantage of their busted offensive line. Linebackers need to just fly around everywhere like they normally do. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are probably top three best duo linebacker in the league right now. Um, I can't think of any really other true duos out there right now other than, like, you know, like a Levante David or a Devin White. But maybe when uh, Shaquille Leonard was playing and Bobby Okereke were playing, they, they're they a very underrated, underrated duo. I mean, we all know that Shaquille Leonard's a good linebacker, but uh, – or Okereke, however you say Bob – however you say his last name. Um, I think that was kind of a good linebacking duo as well. And uh, when uh, Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell were the two linebackers for the Broncos, that was a good duo. But I believe uh, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, they are definitely top three right now in linebacker duos. They feed off of each other. What Nick can't do, Willie can. And what Willie can't do, Nick can. So it's just it's just amazing to see. And then when you got a young guy like Leo Chanel in there, he's feeding off of that energy as well. And then you have um, Darius Harris coming in, and he's playing amazing, as, you know, as he's been all year as well. So uh, I think our defense needs to get after it, um, take advantage of their uh, their down players, their down key players. Obviously, Cooper Cup's not playing for them, which is a big, big factor. I think Cooper Cup is pretty much their whole entire offense. I mean, that's all Stafford really passed it to, anyways. Um. Uh, but Chris Jones, he needs to have another dominant game. Sack Nation, I want to see another three-plus sack game. I think it's going to happen. I want to get a couple INTs if we can. Uh, we're really, we don't really have much. I, I mean, I, Nick Bolton came up with the clutch one to seal, ice the game last week. But we need to see more, and I think we can get more on this young quarterback. So. That's kind of it for the defensive expectations. Uh, now, offensive expectations, run the ball. Just run the ball. Keep doing what you're doing, balancing out the game. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, let's go ahead and throw um, oh, uh, Nagy out there. Guys, keep, keep everything going. Just keep this offense humming with Pat, Kels. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, obviously we still have Hardman out and Tony's out. So, you know, Juju's returning him and Trav are going to eat sky Moore. He's the key to this offense. I, I know Tony's awesome. And I think Tony's going to be amazing in this offense, but I think sky Moore is going to be the key. I I've said that. And I know the judgment was going there with chiefs kingdom about, you know, the whole special teams thing, but he's really not on special teams anymore. Well, he is now with Tony being out, but he wasn't. You know, when Tony was there and you saw a lot more play into the game and obviously Pat was finding him in those clutch moments. You know, he broke off. Um, he broke off. Uh, oh, gosh, Duran James a few times. So it, you, you loved seeing that. And I think that is what I've been trying to preach. I'm, I've been seeing a lot of people preach it in uh, Chiefs, especially on Chiefs Twitter that they've been wanting to see a lot more of Sky Moore. The ones that want to see him, obviously the ones who were kind of despised with the whole special teams thing were kind of getting over him. So, But I think he is the key to this offense. He is what's going to help Juju get open a lot more times, what Kelsey's going to get a lot of open times. And that, Speaking of, I think you're seeing what Andy Reid did a lot with the Alex Smith days is what I've said was probably going to happen in the offseason. 
you're probably going to see a lot of Alex Smith's playbook where you're not really having a lot of your guys just get open because they're just they're just fast and they can get open. You're scheming guys open. That one where Kelsey, you know, broke off during James, that I mean, essentially that was kind of a, a schemed play. Now, it was the same play as he did when he beat the Chargers last year in the over the 2021 season with the overtime thriller. Uh, but it was essentially something to where you basically kind of rub kind of a rub route uh, he you know he went uh, i think he did like a slant i'm not a slant he did a drag a drag route and then it was kind of like a a central rub route to kind of like slow down the defender chasing kelsey um and then you know Duran james just couldn't do nothing at that point so i think what you're seeing is andy Reid's implementing a lot of that alex smith playbook so that's that's it's pretty nice to see um, but we want to run consistently. Isaiah Pacheco, we need to get him his first touchdown, his first NFL touchdown. And if he can do that, have another 100-yard game. If we do rush consistently, maybe give him another, you know, 13 to 15 yard, 15 carry, uh, 13 to 15 carry game. Uh, I think he had like 16 carries last time. I could be wrong, but um, if he does that and has another 100-yard game, he's he's the future running back of Kansas City. If he has another 100-yard game, he is the future running back of Kansas City. I mean, I already know a lot of Chiefs Keenum believes that, but it's going to be a for-sure thing. And, I, you know, I don't wish injury upon anybody, but we all knew Clyde had, you know, an injury-prone. You know, he was injury-prone. He got hurt his rookie year. He got hurt last year. And he's gotten hurt again this year. It's... It's not what you want, but it's just what's happened. And I think Brett Veach has learned his lesson when, you know, he decided to take a running back in the first round and how much of a reach that was. Some say that probably ruined our chances of winning a Super Bowl that year, even though we did make it back. You know, what if we had an extra offensive lineman that we drafted? Or what if we had a receiver out there that can beat man that can beat the uh the zone coverage that can get out of that uh clouded coverage and stuff um you you never know i mean it it is what it is you know you can't you got to move on from it we've already had two drafts since then so it it doesn't matter and next year the draft will be in kansas city well so we'll all be ecstatic for that um but keep running the ball consistently. Dish the ball out to everybody. Feed Sky more. Travis and Juju will get theirs, I believe. Um, offensive line needs to be strong. You're going against Aaron Donald. I know he's not having a really great year up to his standards, but he's still Aaron Donald. Don't take him lightly. But I think Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey really want to get after him. I think they know the idea of Aaron Donald that he can just dominate anybody, and I think I think they're taking that personally, like the Michael Jordan meme. I you know I took that personally. Now, I think they're taking that personally, even though they haven't faced him before, you know. And I think they're gonna really, really try to get after him. I, I don't know if there's gonna. I, I wouldn't do one on ones. I would double him still because it's Aaron Donald. Now they don't have Von Miller, and when you don't have another elite pass rusher on the other side, you know that's why Aaron Donald can't succeed. Um, I would say when who else did they have? They had another pass rusher. That was fairly decent. That helped Aaron. I mean, Aaron Donald was eating, you know, regardless. But it helps when you have another elite pass rusher on that other side. Now, 
Leonard Floyd is not elite by all means. He's a guy that maybe had one decent, I think he had one decent year in Chicago and then he got a contract from the Rams. That's just kind of how that played out for him. Um, but if you can have, you know, eliminate him and Aaron Donald, you'll be, you'll be fine. And that will all start with pretty much running the ball, you know, neutralizing that pass rush. Uh, they did make a trade for, um, or either they made a trade or they, I think they signed Bobby Wagner. I don't think they traded for him because I think the Seahawks cut him. So they signed Bobby Wagner and they still have, uh, oh dude for, um, Ramsey in the secondary. I wouldn't mess with Ramsey. I know he's, you know, he has, he's kind of having an up and dear uh, up and down season. I still wouldn't mess with him. Uh, Bobby Wagner is still an elite tackler. I would, you know, try to scheme things around him. Uh, but these guys are all older, you know. So you still want to take advantage of some of those um, of some of those spots. Um, be aware of their overloads or heavy pressures. That's kind of what Raheem Morris likes to do. He does a lot of overload blitzes, um, heavy pressures on the weak side. Um, so don't be fooled by that. And I know Mahomes; he's going to eat the blitz up regardless. That's just because that's who he is. Um, I got the Kansas game coming on pretty soon. So I'm going to be wrapping things up here pretty soon, Chiefs Kingdom. Um, you know, really don't need to say too much about the offense because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is that guy, and he's he's going to eat, and he's just going to, you know, do him. One thing I forgot to mention uh, when we were over on the defensive side is Nick Bolton and uh, the talk, the slander of going against this man. And I don't know why Zach Eisen is just really wanting to die on this hill. I, I just don't get it. You know, it, it, you know, there are some things that I, I liked about some, some of his takes, you know, some of his knowledge on the game I liked at first, but then when he started saying this type of stuff and I, I get it, you, you took one thing, one thing that, um, God, uh, one of the Casey lab guys, uh, um, uh, not Kent, but, uh, Matt Lane, you took one thing that Matt Lane's said and you just basically just tried to run with it and i don't know why you're willing to die on that hill bro i mean i get it if you just if you dislike nick bolton you just dislike him or you hate him or whatever the reason it may be you know you say oh he's just an elite tackler to you well he's more than an elite tackler he 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 gets that defense right he gets you know he he makes plays he he makes clutch plays yeah he had a couple bonehead penalties but he makes clutch plays and let's be honest, in the beginning of the season, I understand there were some struggles, but let's not act like that defensive line wasn't getting bullied too. And linebackers can't play, right, if their defensive line is getting pushed back. Now that the defensive line is playing very well, our linebackers are doing very well. So Nick Bolton is still that guy. You know, I, I don't I'm not trying to call anybody out or disrespect anybody, but I just think that's bullshit. So Whatever, Zach. Nick Bolton is still that guy, and most of the Chiefs Kingdom will uh, agree with that. So, um, anyways, back on the game. Uh, Pat's gonna eat. Trav's gonna eat. I uh, hope Juju eats. I hope Sky eats. I hope Isaiah eats. The North's offensive line eats. Everybody's gonna, you know, eat. Andy Reid's gonna call a good game, um, and that's just how it's gonna be. Now, as far as our special teams goes, just don't fuck up. Just don't fuck up. The return game is not there. Just just don't mess up. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know what needs to change, but just just don't fuck up is all I'm going to say. 
Uh, Bucker, I hope you can make all your field goals, all your PATs. Hopefully we won't need to kick a lot of field goals. We can just score, but make your PATs. Um, and then obviously Tommy, just keep putting putting the ball away. Um, and hopefully you guys just don't be a reason why we screw up a lot in this game. So um, everybody just, just needs to eat. And I think that we are going to win this game 38-10. to 10. Now I know, uh, Chiefs can't, I know the Chiefs have not been able to cover the spread in who knows how long. Um, we just don't do that, unfortunately. Um, but I think we're going to put the points up. Hopefully, we can take advantage of the QB uh, that's playing um, and limit how much they uh, how much they score. They may try to rely uh, on their running game, even though their running game is still non-existent. So, um, who knows? Uh, one other thing. Uh, since CEH is out on IR, I almost wonder if they are going to elevate Rojo. Um, I think most of Chiefs Kingdom's kind of speculating that. I think Chief, I think Andy Reid kind of hinted at it. Um, still no word. Haven't seen anything on Twitter uh, or any other you know resource. Uh, so we might find out tomorrow, or maybe it might be a game tie decision. I don't know, uh, but I definitely do not see this team rolling with three backs um, with McKinnon and Pacheco, and then you still have Burton as your fullback. They still like the three running backs plus the fullback. So. Uh, all right, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, that's going to go ahead and do it for this game preview. Like I said, I think we're going to win 38-10. Uh, to 10. Um, I hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving and a, have a good weekend, and we'll see you Sunday. And with that being said, the connect is always real.